We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So, don't mind. What's going on, Rotor Riders? Dean here. It's Dean 704. If you want to get all technical on me, it is 520 on the East Coast, 220 on the West Coast, 420 Tennessee time. Of course, it made us time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called the Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Join me today. Three man booth going down, bat first, leading off. Kirky, so that, well, what's your on base percentage? Do you want to lead off today? Oh, man, I always get on base. That's about <laughs> it. I, I can't hit those home runs, though. Well, chicks dig the long ball, but if just all you gotta do is get a base, and I'll, I'll take the walk. I'll, I'll take I'll take the walk, though. I'll put the elbow out like uh, Dietrich. 
<laughs> you'll lean in. We appreciate the old Roger Dorn move. I don't know if that uh, reference is too old or lost on you, but uh, you wear Definitely Roger Dorn. Definitely lost. It's it's the Derek Dietrich. So <laughs> no chance. Uh, Kyle Murray, uh, are, are you a? Did I get that? Email? Yeah, I that's. I, I apologize because your name. No I hear your name being said in other premium shows. Uh, the one with Dunlop and Cardi, and I'm not. I want to say your name. Your name is the same as the guy that plays for the Cardinals, and people probably hate that, or you probably hate that. Did I get that correct? Hopefully, I didn't butcher it. No, yeah, you got it right. Yep, it's it's Kyle. So people <laughs> people like to call me Kyler as a joke or, or for fun or whatever. But I, I like it. I'm betting too. I'll, I'll be the one to butt bunt Kirk over here and you know, no. get started. I'm excited. We're not yeah. butting. Um, no, we're, we're playing the Royals. We're playing. <laughs> no, he's the power. This kid. This kid's an assassin. He's he's the power hitter. Don't let. What him is this like you. the '84 Cardinals? We're not dropping <laughs> bunts. This is not happening. Why not? It's all about – you're a GBP guy, right? You don't bunt. You're, you're all yeah, or no. nothing. You're yeah, swinging for the fences. Just, yeah, always, always. I was just, uh, you know, getting started off with a little bit of sarcasm and, yeah. We uh, we, we don't have time for pleasantries, unfortunately. <laughs> I want to sit around and have a further conversation and delve into your, the history of both you guys and uh, you know, talk some backstory as far as NBA. But uh, the way the NBA schedule is this week, it's not very uh, appealing from a DFS perspective because it's two games yesterday, two games tomorrow, 11 tonight. I believe like 10 or 11 or so on Friday night. I like the the sweet spot. It's like six or seven games. You can have a good time having a conversation throughout the show. And, you know, we'll do our best to fly through it. Of course, uh, an 11 gamer tonight. We'll do our best to leave some questions, of course, for chat as well. Uh, Curtis, give me a uh, an overview. Just give me the screenshot as far as the sleep, because I think, I don't know. I feel like I'm honing in. I'm, I'm, I feel pretty good about this one. How about yourself? Oh, no, I'm going to lean on you. What, I, what I'll give you is a screenshot of last night. Uh-oh. Which looks which looks nice because all the fish who played Mark Dusty Mark Gasol. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there. If you thought Gasol was a good play last night, you got to reevaluate some things um, in a in a fast paced game like that. But anyway, uh, tonight is a little more complicated for me. I mean, we've got some. I mean, it's what a world, right? Opening day NBA, and we're talking about Isaac Bonga Chuck. I mean. Right? I- I don't know, man. It's it's one of those guys that people are going to play, and we, we kind of talked about it briefly pre-show, and he's one of the guys that people are going to roll out there and kind of make things work. But I'm not terribly enthused. We'll, we'll get there. We're going to break it down game by game as well. And, I mean, well, Cat's going to be chalk for sure. I mean, just Minnesota's been playing at a furious pace and against Brooklyn. Uh, he's going to get all the uses in the world, and we'll talk about that as far as pivot centers as well. And that Philadelphia-Boston game, probably a better game to watch and actually from a DFS perspective. That's sort of my thought because that Philly defense is absolutely insane. Although there is one play that really kind of jumps off the page if you want to pivot off of Cat as well. Uh, Kyle, well, what's your thought as far as a, a screenshot before we kind of break it down game by game? Yeah, you know, a lot, a lot being thrown at us here. 11-game slate with uh, limited you know, data to pull from because it's the first game of the year for most of these teams, for all these teams, actually. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, we, like we talked about earlier, we got the bonga chalk. So whenever you get a guy who's pretty – you've got to assume he's going to be pretty volatile, being pretty chalky like that. It's definitely interesting to talk about for tournaments. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to talk about maybe some pivots for that and then some high upside plays. I know you just kind of hinted towards one uh, in that Boston Philadelphia game. That one's pretty interesting as well. So yeah, I'm kind of on, on your side with that one. And uh, I'm excited to talk about some nice plays here. There's no chance you're playing Bonga. I don't look, we just met like 12 minutes ago and I, I, I I've heard you speak before. I know you're a tournament guy. There's if Bonga beats you. So be it. But I, I, I yeah. feel like I know you well enough not to speak for you, speak for yourself, but you're not playing Bonga. Yeah. I, I won't have any Bonga. <laughs> Oh man, you got you got to change those Yahoo rankings, then, my friend. <laughs> but is that is that just uh, Yahoo or is that what? Because that's that's a, he's a pretty good cash player, right? You know, he's got to be a pretty solid cash play for over on Yahoo at min price, right? 
I don't well, know. We live in the world of salary sorry. cap. You know, dollar yeah. for dollar, I understand why people are playing them. And like the yeah. models are saying it's a good math play. But like from a tournament, like, you know, just going for first, Ricky Bobby style, I don't know if he's the best uh, play out there, especially if he's going to be super heavily owned. And I don't wait. You know, we're looking at Jamino's uh, ownership projections. We're going to show this uh, later on throughout the show. We'll do a little screen share and see where this kind of settles. Obviously, Jamino and his team, they are tinkering all the way up the lock. Worth noting, Jamino is, uh, he's got more things to do. We talked about D-Train, our fabulous multitasking producer. He's always got multiple things to do. Uh, he's going to be talking to YouTube. If you guys are on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. If you have any questions there, we'll do our best to knock those out at the end of the show. Again, a little bit trickier with 11 games. Not really sure if we're going to fly through it. Uh, again, we're going to start game by game in just a second. But Jamino, along with Notorious and Tuttle, they're all doing premium projection rankings this year as well. Uh, and we also want to do the shout-outs. Let's give the shout-outs to those people that are rocking the RG badge. You wear the RG badge. We have to incentivize you guys to do so. We finish the top 10 of certain contests around the industry. You get one month free of RG Premium. Those that have uh, signed up recently, well, help me, I'm poor. We'll do our best to help you. What's up, help me, I'm poor? We got uh, Jacebe, H2OM. I tried to read these before the show, and they're all kind of a little bit tricky. You're like those license plates, like a couple numbers are missing. <laughs> Uh, we got a lawyer slap, I think. Uh, we got Billy, Billy C69. Come on, Billy. 68 was not taken. That was available. Uh, we got pseudo game. We got Bobo or Bobo. I want to say Bobo. Uh, let's see. It's JDO least Jeffrey forever. They play 23. Ripa 24. All right, there you go. Uh, check the link in chat. To Devin's went ahead and dropped it for you guys. If you guys want to get uh, finished in the top 10 of certain contests around the industry, you get yourself one month of free RG premium. But Kirk Tease, I can see the excitement on your face. I actually can't. I'm not looking at you right now, but I can sense it. I can feel it. I got a sixth sense. No, this, I, it is exciting because this is like I get 10 minutes off of the show where you get to do the promos <laughs> and then the body parts. So. <laughs> I, I see dead people. I see body parts. And you know what? The body parts are really sad today. For an 11-game slate, they're really weak and – I had to do my best to kind of stretch it out, but like, there's not a lot that it's worth talking about, but what we can throw out there is uh, uh, R. Jackson, Reggie Jackson's got a back despite that he's going to play Marquise Morris. He's a, he's got a back. He's going to play. He's going to start as well. And that's important because Blake Griffin's got two body parts. He's got a hamstring and he's got a knee. So he's out for the foreseeable future. Uh, Dion waiters, his entire body has been suspended. He's not playing tonight. Uh, Neck tat James Johnson, his entire body was not uh, sufficient for Miami's uh, conditioning demand. So he's not going to play either. Uh, Ante Zidic is out for like a month or so. He's got a foot. Uh, Wendell Carter has got a thumb, but he's expected to play. He might be in foul trouble very soon. Stay tuned. Uh, Washington, Isaiah Thomas is out with a thumb. This is kind of a big one, kind of sort of somewhat. Mitchell Robinson's out with an ankle. Taj Gibson's going to play with his calf. Uh, Nicholas Batum's got an Achilles. He is probable. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, he's expected to play, but he's got a minutes limit. What is that minutes limit? I don't know. I've not seen it just yet, but check the beat writers on it. That's like basically it for an 11 gamer. There's not, I mean, Iguodala is not with the team for what it's worth. Chandler's going to be out for a while. That's Wilson Chandler because he was suspended. Uh, Taco Fall, proud of the UCF. Uh, he's not giving it a go there for Boston, but I don't know. Like, what are we looking at here, Kirk? There's nothing really too interesting outside of Detroit chalk, which we'll talk about in a second. No, we already got the news we needed, right? Like, uh, there's no no major news incoming. We, I mean, there's like minor things. Like, we got the news that PJ Washington is starting. You know, basically, we got to make a decision, right? So there's there's this this Detroit situation. It's first of all, it's pretty ugly game environment, right? The Pistons at the Pacers, but there is a bunch of usage open, and um, with Blake Griffin being out, and 
you know, so Markeith Morris comes into, comes into play like you alluded to. We've got potentially Derrick Rose, uh, the, the resurgence, the continued resurgence of Derrick Rose. Um, resurgence? What year are we in? I mean, he, he, was, he played all right last year. He, played, he did well, better than I expected him to. He faded at um, the end, but yeah, fair enough. He had his moments. Yeah, um, and uh, looked pretty good in preseason, allegedly. Um, I wasn't watching him, but uh, allegedly uh, he did. Um, other than that, then we've got this Washington. I mean, this is another fun game. This isn't actually a fun game. We got Luca and uh, Porzingis, you know, who should oh, yeah. be unbelievable fantasy point per minute producers against the absolute worst, most atrocious defense in the league, the Washington Wizards. Oh, and Cleveland's going to ask you to hold their beer, but continue. Well, okay. I mean, they're in contention, but uh, I mean, the Wizards should be the worst. Um, I mean, all top to bottom, this roster is just disgusting besides Bradley Beal. Um, you know Bongo but, plays with him, right? I know. We've got a Bonga, you know, so we've got Bonga. <laughs> we've got Hachimura. Um, you know, we've got Thomas Bryant. Uh, I mean, we're going to – this is a slate where we've got to make some decisions on these guys. Ish Smith. I mean, this is exciting, right? In a game worth a potential blowout, right? <laughs> I kind of like Ish a little bit in some spots. Yahoo, that, that's who you're playing. I know you play Yahoo a lot. He's 10 bucks over there. Tell me, tell me you're not playing Ish. Uh, I'm going to peek down at my lineup right now. I did <laughs> write him up today as, as an almost as an also consider. I did, a, uh, by the way, the uh, RG brought me back to do a Yahoo Plays article that I did like two years ago and beyond. And uh, got always would get tons of messages, people asking me how come we don't do it anymore. But they brought it back this season, so that's out there today. Um, and uh, it's kind of weak today. It's just basically my thoughts on the players that I'm, I'm going to be using <laughs> so don't most likely, but not, not, a, not a ton of, I mean, you just scan the plays, <laughs> not a ton of analysis because it's early in the season, but it's going to evolve as the season continues with, with data and whatnot. But it's basically where's my head's at each day as I'm, you know, usually typically my most important site um, is Yahoo. And I start with that. And then uh, I play a lot on DK too as well. Um, but uh, I do not have Ish in my lineup as of right now. I think he's a totally viable play, but I just want to – I think I can get more upside. Yeah, he's currently in mine over on Yahoo for what it's worth. Uh, of course, the sponsor uh, of the show here, Fantasy Draft, Break Free DFS, if you guys are unaware, delve into that. Their feature contest tonight, the pick and roll, $25 to jump in there currently. It's 77% full, about 300 spots uh, yet to be claimed. All right, game by game, let's break it down. Let's dive in. Chicago, Charlotte, first game of the year. This is an exciting one for sure. The Bulls, uh, for only a few times probably all season, are going to be favored on the road. They're favored by three and a half points at Charlotte. Two sixteen and a half is the total. Uh, Kyle, what what uh, what <laughs> what enthuses you about this game? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think there's actually you know a couple pieces here that I like, especially on the Charlotte side. You know, I think it's going to be a game that plays at a, a pretty good pace here. Two teams I expect to you know not be great defensively uh excited to see you know guys like miles bridges and pj washington play bigger roles either than they did obviously for pj washington he's a rookie and then bridges this year uh, in his second year uh, so i think there's some pieces to like here uh it'll be interesting to see how the bulls utilize some of these guards that they have you know they had done play such a big role last year then they go out and add kobe white and sadaransky kind of uh mix things up so it'll be interesting to see what kind of roles they have and that's kind of the lay of the land for this first night have to see what teams are going to be doing, who they're going to be rolling out there, and what kind of guys are going to be uh, high usage. But, you know, from preseason and what, what we can kind of just expect, Levine's going to be the, the usage hog here. Um, but I think Dwayne Bacon's one of the better uh, value plays on the Hornets side. So I know you play on FanDuel a lot. Uh, it, 
bacon versus hero they're basically the same price over there what do you do with that uh, i think i like bacon a little more i think i can just kind of count on him to be able to fill the stash up a little bit more i think hero is more of just a, a pure scorer i think bacon can get involved in a little bit uh more you know i guess versatile ways uh, but i think they're both pretty good plays i just think hero will be probably a little bit chalkier and i think bacon will probably have higher usage tonight yeah, I know Hero obviously crushed in preseason and like his efficiency was super high and it's probably going to fall back and like a guy like Butler uh, wasn't taking a ton of shots and he's probably going to grab some more. So I just, I'd assume his usage will fall back a little bit as well. But maybe if he just plays the second unit, we're not really sure what that Miami team's going to do as far as their starting lineup. Like if they started Duncan Robinson, it wouldn't shock me. Don't play Duncan Robinson, but it wouldn't shock me if they roll him out there playing the role of like Patrick Patterson or something like that. But uh, Rozier, your boy, Kirk Dees, your Boston Celtics couldn't hold on to him. You guys didn't want to he, pay him that money? <laughs> he ain't my boy anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, he, like, he's going to get all the usage here on Charlotte because Kemba's gone. Somebody's got to yeah, I'm, I'm coming around to him, actually, just because, you know, of the usage and, you know, it looked pretty good in, in preseason games. The only uh, negative here, and I don't I, – I can't really see a lot of players eating into that much, too, with guys like – Bridges, Bacon, Washington, uh, a rookie, and uh, Zeller. I mean, none of these guys scream high usage players. So it's probably going to be a very inefficient but um, high usage spot for for Rogier tonight. So I'm coming around. The only the only concern is that you know the they're talking about how many minutes you know he only would play up to 25 minutes in Boston, and sounds like you know the coach was saying that. Uh, they weren't sure, you know, how, how ready he would be for a huge boatload of minutes. I mean, he's 25, so that's kind of ridiculous. But it kind of sounds like that in blowouts they would rest him. Um, I don't what know. You're talking the, about? Yeah. Oh, okay. Roger, I, I, he's I 25 heard, like, years old. They were saying that. I read an article about how they don't know. You know, he's never handled big minutes before, and you know, th- there was some speculation that they would potentially you know, rest them in blowouts and whatnot, which sounded ridiculous to me. He's 25. Yeah. I'm just, just repeating what I heard. Um, the, the play that actually I like the most, which is probably crazy, um, is Kobe White. Um, I mean, this kid, you know, is talented from UNC. He's a chucker. He chucked in the preseason. If this game is, doesn't, isn't very competitive and it, you know, it struggles, they're going to, he should be able to get a, a lot of usage in that second unit and just chuck him out, especially in the second half. So he's, he's kind of, I'm figuring he'll be very low on tonight. So he would be my tournament play. Does he play more than like 23 minutes though? He might in a blowout. Why is this game in a blowout? And he chuck because the Hornets are going to be a next level bad. Yeah. But the bulls aren't good either, but yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm I just saying, I'm just saying they're going to, it's, it's possible. It's very possible that Levine and Markinen could put up a good game. I'll tell you one prediction I have. Okay. Uh, Cody Zeller is going to be shooting some free throws. Wendell Carter is going to get in foul trouble. Is that yeah. putting two or two together? I mean, it, it, the odds are pretty good. He'll, he'll, uh, oh, I love Carter, man. I love taking my shots on Carter when, uh, when he's cheap and like he doesn't get handsy, but who knows when that's going to happen. He had a couple injuries in the preseason as well. And it's dumb. He should be fine. Uh, I, I'd like to take my shots at Carter. It's probably not tonight for me. What's that you, Kyle, as far as uh, as far as White? Sadoransky drawing the star play. Uh, Dunn kicked to the bench for what it's worth. And I want an official, like, P.J. Washington take. Yeah, um, for, for the point guards for the Bulls, it's really hard for me to, you know, feel confident in any of one of them. They got four of them that they could realistically run out there yeah. for, you know, 
any amount of minutes. Um, Sadoransky is obviously the safest one there because he's going to get start, and he, you know, they they paid him money to come on over and join the team. So I think he's probably the safest one, and he's really not that much more than White, and I don't think he's going to be a, like very popular or anything. So I think he's probably better play than White. But White, you know, based on how he looked in the preseason, he like he's like uh, Kirk said, he was a guy who's not afraid to shoot the ball. He had like a twenty six percent usage in the preseason, so uh, that's obviously would be encouraging if you can get him at you know as cheap as he is. Uh, he's got some upside, but for uh, Washington. Uh, I'm not sure. I think I've read something about him being limited, you know, 25, 26 minutes. So that would be kind of a cap is sitting a little bit. But, you know, if he turns out to be a permanent monster, he could obviously smash his, his value here. All right, moving on. Uh, Cleveland at O-Town, 211.5 is the total. Well, Orlando is a nine-point favorite. Wait, oh, wait one second. Please. Sorry. Uh, I mean, let's. I know you said – I, I kind of like Wendell Carter Jr. Um, okay. I didn't get, you I like him enough that. to play him? I'm, potentially. I mean, the price is nice. You know, I, I think he's going to go low on. He does have upside. He's got the block upside. The Hornets were, yes, they're granted they're a different team now. and But Roger is going to attack the basket. And they they were like dead last in the league in opponent blocks per game. If he can stay out of foul trouble, um, I don't know. I, I could see Carter paying off this price tag pretty easily. So I, I kind of like him as a low on play tonight. What is he on Yahoo? I know uh, on Yahoo, Whiteside's 18 and uh, $20 for Bam. And I cannot see playing either him over either one of those guys if he's more expensive. I want to say he's seventeen bucks. Yeah, he's, but, uh, yeah, he's seventeen. Okay, in the mix. Yeah, uh, and it's interesting pivot off those two guys, which I think are going to be kind of sort of somewhat chalky to some extent. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Cleveland and Orlando. <laughs> this is yours, Kirkies. Set the table for this fantastic. Uh, the Cleveland side. This Disaster, is this right? is this is mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, what an honor. Um, Enjoy. So. Uh, I actually, I, I mean, this talk about another terrible team, the Cavs. Um, I don't know what to do with them, right? Like, uh, I mean, Sexton, maybe Osmond, maybe uh, Tristan Thompson is cheap on Yahoo. He's thirteen bucks. You know, could certainly pay off. But uh, more interested in the other side, the Orlando Magic side. I think Vooch is a great play. I think uh, Jonathan Isaac is a really good play. Um, I'm expecting a much better season from, you know, a, a continued growth for Isaac this season. It's not going to, I said in my article today on Yahoo, not, this is a bad comparison, but like it's a semi comparison to like the uh, Pascal Siakam. Like I, he just kind of reminds me of the, like the same type of player who has that potential to grow. I know Siakam is unbelievable. And he's awesome. Uh, He's a man. That's why I locked him locked him in hundred percent last night. But um he's unbelievable and he he uh he ran bad with uh foul trouble, but um uh, when the game goes to overtime. But um man, he was unbelievable. But uh Isaac is someone that has the potential to make the leap. You know, he's he's a great defender, long arms, he's gonna steals and blocks are you know great. If he can keep himself out of foul trouble, um, if he gets more aggressive this season, he's someone that is capable of knocking down the three. He's been a better offensive producer each season so far I expect him to take a big leap this season Aaron Gordon is just like just fading away right don't you don't well you I've heard this is the year for Aaron Gordon for the last the five resurgence. years Every, everybody's oh this is the year Aaron Gordon takes the leap this is a, this is the year no, this fun. is the year John this is the year Jonathan Isaac takes the leap yeah I mean he's in the conversation he's on my family feud board of like a potential like most improved players uh, number one on the board Bam Adebayo but I think Isaac's uh, like seven people out of 100, said Jonathan Isaac. I, I did a survey before the show. Uh, jump in here, uh, Kyle, because 
you know, Vuk is a really interesting pivot off of some of the centers we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, you know, Tristan Thompson, not a very solid defender. As far as the Cleveland side, it looks like Garland's going to draw the start. Sexton as well, the disaster defensively. You know, Love certainly has the potential, but they probably aren't going to push him too much as far as the minutes because he is a uh, he's quite fragile these days. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think uh, you're playing specifically on, on Fanduel. You're kind of boxed in at small forward. It's bad, so Isaac's interesting over there. Not as appealing for me on Fantasy Draft. Not as appealing for me on DK across their playable. And then Vuk to me is an interesting pivot off of guys uh, like Cat and Embiid. What say you? Yeah, I think Isaac's one of the better plays at his position on Yahoo specifically. Just that price, he's 16 bucks for that's really cheap. Yeah. Um, on FanDuel, he's pretty affordable at 6K, but I think uh, Jetty Osmond's even more affordable. He's, I think he's 4.8 or 4.6 on FanDuel, one of the two. That's a really good price for, you know, I think those are probably the only two guys that I'm really going to get to. Vooch is always a good play for me. He's one of my one of my favorite players to roster, but, you know, on, on a slate where there's so many good centers, so many elite centers, uh, it's going to be really hard for me to get to him, even in such a great matchup. So I think for the most part, I'm sticking to uh, Isaac and Osman here for me. All right. So tell me an Osman. Give me a sales yes. pitch. Yeah, so basically the thing for me, Osman, he's just going to play a ton of minutes. There's just no way around it. He's the guy who he's versatile. He can play anywhere from the two to the four. He's going to play all those positions. He's not a, like an amazingly high usage guy. He had a, a 20% usage rate in the preseason. Um, but he's going to fill a lot of voids for this team as far as you know being able to play small forward and power forward, uh, run the floor well. And then he, still, he fills up the stat sheets pretty much up and down. He's not going to go out and score 30, but you can easily get a double-double from 10-10. And uh, Steele's blocks are obviously – um, opportunities for him to, ha- to get here with all those, all those time on the floor. All right, let's move on. Uh, the Detroit, Indiana, the other 7 o'clock game, there's three of them that's going down as far as the East Coast time. Uh, 210 and a is, is the total, or uh, Indiana is an eight-point favorite. No Blake Griffin, uh, this Detroit side. Uh, you know, no, no Blake. So Tony Snell and Bruce Brown are drawing the start here, two, three, and D guys, uh, not high-usage guys. Uh, and then all of a sudden we got Chalky. Markeith Morris, uh, super, super cheap on DK, super, super cheap. Uh, I think he's 10 bucks on Yahoo. Stone minimum over there. On Fantasy Draft, I want to say he's like 7K. Uh, you know, what are we doing with this Markeith Morris chalk, Curtis? Man, it's scary, right? Like, what do you, sure, does it sure. ever feel good? I mean, there's no. like foul, like lack of minutes, lack of foul. I mean, foul trouble is certainly in the mix. Bad back. Um, guy has not played very well uh, in a while. Um, but besides that, he's, uh, besides all of that, I mean, lock him in tonight. He's thirty six hundred. Uh, he's taking Blake Griffin's role. Uh, there's this team is going to be hard up for scoring. Um, he's someone who's at least going to not be scared to uh, attack on the offensive end. I mean, what you, you, he's going to be playing with Tony Snell. Uh-huh. Andre Drummond is going to get some action inside, but he's not. I mean, he's more of a putback, you know, type of guy. Although he's been, you know, shooting that three. And, <laughs> it's uh, not he's shooting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Forget that, the results. Know, those, those are some great videos of uh, him, him shooting <laughs> I appreciate threes. That. Uh, Reggie Jackson, uh, a little bit banged up. Uh, Bruce Brown. I mean, these are – this. it's like if he fails in this spot, he's just unplayable forever. Um, but uh, – it's still risky, but uh, I do like him. I mean, yeah, yet Snell and Brown, the completely low usage guys out there. Our Jacks will shoot. <clears throat> Rose off the bench will shoot as well. Canard, the, the Nard dog, he's also kind of interesting. He might play like 28 minutes or so. He's super cheap as well. And Drummond, to me, is another guy, another pivot 
uh, off of the, the chalky centers that are kind of interesting as far as tournaments. If you can project like Christian Wood to get like 25 minutes, I don't think you can, but if you can in theory, if, I guess it's possible. He's a really solid fantasy point winner player. Uh, I don't hate him for tournaments if you're feeling ambitious, if, if you're MMEing out there, but I can't get there. My, like, you know, my limited lineups that I roll out there. Uh, Kyle, what are we doing with the Pistons? Yeah, so uh, for Morris, I think the, really the only way he doesn't see 27, 28 minutes is if Wood gets the run. Uh, just like, I guess, for example, a guy like Osman, who we were talking about in the last game, would be able to step into a, to here and, you know, fill in, you know, small forward power formants. They don't really have a guy who is a small forward that can also go down to play the four. Like, they have Kennard listed as a small forward right now. Uh, Demboya, who's their rookie, would probably be able to fill that role, but he's looks like he's going to be out. Um, so there's really nobody to fill a role here. It's mainly Morris and, and maybe Wood. So Morris is probably going to be the guy who he could probably see upwards of 28, 29 minutes. Um, so I think if you are really, you know, not confident in in Morris and you think he's going to be chalk, I think Wood's a pretty good um, pivot because one of those guys are going to get the minutes here. It's hard to play, hard to be confident in both of them, in my opinion. Uh, but I do think Rose is a pretty good, uh, pretty good option here. Probably going to play with the second unit and probably be the usage guy. So I think he's pretty interesting at that price. Are you in on the Nardog? Normally I do. So I'm a Pistons fan because I'm, I'm from Michigan and I love oh Luke Kennard, but it's just so hard for me to, to play Luke Kennard. He just, Oof. The, sorry. I know. I know. Right? Lions too? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty oh. much everything Michigan, but yeah, um, yeah, it's not ideal, but Luke Kennard basically he's a guy who you, you, I guess you can like him a little bit on over on DraftKings where he's three, three, and you know, you got the three point bonus. Shoots a three really well, but doesn't really do much outside of that. So that's probably where I would limit myself to with Luke Kennard. Uh, completely new team on the other side. Uh, you know, Collison's gone. Uh, he retired. Uh, Aladipo's out to like November or so or something like that. Brogdon's uh, going to be running points. You got Lamb as well. They brought in Warren. They're going to play Sabonis and Turner alongside each other. If you fire up the, the court IQ, you see that both those guys kind of eat each other as far as uh, usage, as far as rebounds. But Sabonis should be grabbing some more minutes. Uh, the Pistons. Kirk D's, not the Pistons, the Pacers. What are you doing with the Pacers? Well, let, let me talk about one Piston. I just want to solidify my take here that Derrick Rose is going to smash tonight. Okay. I, 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 he just, I just prom. I mean, you just look at this lineup of like, we've already <laughs> talked about these people like Bruce Brown, Tony Snell, Luke Kennard, Christian Wood, Don Maker, like. McCurr. It, the, yeah. McCurr, Maker, I don't know, whatever. Um, re- re- regardless. <laughs> Derrick Rose is going to chuck. He's going to come in. This is going to be the healthiest he's going to be, right? Sure. At the point in the season. Um, he's so cheap on DK. Like, I, I honestly think, like, you're going to get, like, we're going to get at least 30 out of him in this spot. Yeah, I don't mind him there. Uh, 4.4K. I think he's pretty cheap on fantasy draft as well, too. Uh, I don't hate it. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not happy about it, but I, I would not be upset if I had the roster. him was like my last man in to make everything else work. What do you have for me as far as the Pacers? Uh, this is another one where I know Yahoo Brogdon's pretty well positioned over there as far as his price on DK and fans draft, not so much. Uh, so bonus is a pretty good price depending on where you're shopping. You know, Turner with the league in blocks last year. Uh, but again, Sabonis so and Turner kind of eat each other as far as rebounds. You know, Warren, who knows how he's going to fit in. He's not a guy that really helps you win, but he's a good like stack compiler, I suppose. Lamb uh, was much better coming off the bench the second unit last year. It looks like he's going to draw the start. I don't think we have an official lineup, but the projected lineup has him playing the two. Uh, any All the Pacers, to me, it depends on where you're shopping. They're mostly secondary plays. How about you? What, what do you have here, Curtis? Yeah, it depends where you shop. So on, on Yahoo, I think Brogdon is a priority play. Um, he's 16 bucks. 
you're comparing him to Ish for dude. You know, hold minus. on, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but apparently, according to chats, uh, multiple people in chat, Jimmy Butler is out. <laughs> Come on, man, what's going really All on the heroes. first night? Unbelievable. I mean, that's typical, typical Jimmy Butler. Oh man, hey, at least we know it's. It would be so much better if it was like literally at seven oh five. Sure. And he doesn't, he doesn't. What is it though? Like what can it possibly, I I don't know. Uh, It just says personal. So. Okay. Hopefully things are okay in his world. Yeah. Um, But uh, all right. Well, we'll talk about that game. That that game is on deck. Let's knock this one out first. That's going to get a lot more interesting. Um, All right. So, uh, I mean, I kind of like this lineup for the Pacers. Like, I mean, Brogdon's a priority on Yahoo for sure. Definitely in play on DK, Fantasy Draft, uh, other sites. I like Jeremy Lamb. He's, you know, capable of lighting it up. Um, this is probably a good change of scenery for him. He rebounds well, can get you some steals, um, is going to be needed. The only thing, the only downgrade for Jeremy Lamb is the fact that TJ Warren is also there. So that there's like, they're kind of pretty similar players. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, I, I think I, I would prefer it if one of them was staggered and off the, uh, into the uh, second unit. So we'll see how that starting lineup comes. Cause if like, I'll, I'll give a, a boost to lamb or Warren if, uh, if one of them is c- coming off the bench. Um, and then uh, Sabonis is going to be chalky, especially on Yahoo tonight. He's priced cheap. I don't know what to make of him. I'd be curious to hear your guys take because you know, he's now going to be playing with miles Turner. Um, Certainly can be a double-double machine, but what's his real upside with uh, Turner playing too as well? I don't really know. So I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, Kyle, what's your thoughts? I actually have, uh, Devin, in a second, you can do a screen share. I can show the people the, the court IQ because I had this queued up and I was looking at it before the show. But feel free to talk about it, Kyle, as I, as I fire up the uh, Miles Turner and Sabonis playing together as far as that, how that affects their stats. Yeah, you know, I think that definitely is it's a possible issue, but – when you get a guy who has, has historically been, you know, well above a one point per minute for fantasy points, uh, like Sabonis, he's probably going to step into a role where he's playing a minimum of 30 minutes a game. And he's pretty cheap for what that, that potential kind of has for him. So I think he's a pretty good play. The matchup is probably not ideal. He's going to be dealing with, uh, you know, Drummond in the paint there. But, and I think it'll be pretty slow paced. But I think we've seen Sabonis crush in spots like this before. And, and giving him 30 minutes is, is pretty elite for a guy like Sabonis. Showing off some of the toys here at RG, one of the favorite things I look at is the uh, the court IQ, especially when information comes out. You can put guys on, put guys off the court and see how that affects their, their usage, see how it affects that, their fantasy points per minute. And last season, Sabonis and Turner played alongside each other last year for a total of 465 minutes. Of course, the other guys, uh, it's it's different depending on, and then all the depots in there for some of it too, but just a general idea. Uh, we're talking about what well, 1.1 for Saponis as far as fantasy points per minute and Turner at 0.95. If you scroll down, you can see the differential and I have it as far as per 36 minutes and those guys per 36 minutes, they lose uh, about 4.6 fantasy points per minute uh, per 36 each one. And as far as their usage, their usage takes a hit as well. Uh, looks like we have uh, Turner losing 2.1% and Sabonis losing 1.9% as well. Of course, Sabonis is going to play more minutes though now. So a minutes equal money. So his minutes won't necessarily be as efficient uh, playing alongside Turner. We shall see, but he's probably going to be grabbing more. But again, the price will adjust to that as well. All right, uh, Kyle, on the fly, what are we doing here? Memphis, Miami, 213.5 is the total. Miami's an eight-point favorite, at least as of a few minutes ago. That line may have adjusted a point or two with Butler being scratched. 
Um, well, you might want to readjust your thought process as far as Hero versus um, Bacon. Now, like, obviously, the ownership's going to completely shift uh, fully uh, on FanDuel. If you have to pick one of those two, it's probably going to be Hero. Uh, the crowd's going to be all over him. It doesn't mean, like, Bacon cannot play him. Uh, and then I see people talking about Winslow in the chat. I assume Bam Adebayo is going to grab a, a few more shots as well. I like them already as is Justice Winslow. The Dragon, Dragic, is still sort of mad to me. He's fine, I suppose, but not the most appealing guy in Miami. What's jumping out for you with Butler being out? Yeah, I think one guy that jumped out to me just initially is Winslow, especially at a weak, uh, small forward position. I feel like he might be a guy who could potentially you know, see the ball in his hands a little bit more now, especially – him being a pretty high individual pace guy, he's going to be one that does push the tempo. Um, Hero kind of becomes that de facto value, I think. Um, kind of makes me like Bacon a little bit more. I think we'll get Bacon lower <laughs> owned. So I like both of them now. Yeah. Um, the, de- the decision will be more difficult, but I still think Bacon's a really good play. And I think he stacks up still equally to Hero. Um, I just think he'll have more usage. I think Hero could probably see 30 minutes, though, so that's that's tough to tough to fade. Um so, yeah, I think overall I still take Bacon over here, honestly, in my opinion. Are you not enthused about Bam? Is that me? Am I just on Bam Island? Or are you just kind of oh, – No, yeah, I, I'm a big Bam guy, especially this year. I'm excited to see him, you know, without Whiteside, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I think Bam's a really good play. And him being, you know, eligible to play both power forward and center on particular sites is really nice. Yeah, and, like, it's tricky because depending on where you're playing, obviously, at FanDuel, you only play one center. You can play two uh, on Yahoo, which is pretty restricting as well. You can play five on Fantasy Draft for what it's worth. Uh, jump in here, Kirk Deese. How excited are we about Miami? Uh, we're excited about Bam. Um, sh- you know, Memphis, th- this should be a decent spot for him, you know, at least this game. I know that they're, they're always trying to play faster, but they're ne- they never end up playing fast once regular season comes around. But we'll, so we'll, we'll see. But um, that would play into the strengths of Bam. Um, you know, Winslow, Bam, get a boost, and we can't forget the Dragon. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, I, I mean he's cheap, fifty one hundred. Yeah, I mean he's fine. I, he gets a boost, and then there's and then here. I mean all these guys. He, he's like Dragon from Game of Thrones, like season seven, not like season four or season five. That makes sense. No spoilers. I mean, if these guys, <laughs> in theory, these guys, this is the healthiest they're going to be. Yeah, he's yeah. also. Fifty-one hundred. Jimmy Butler's out. There's a big opportunity here. I mean, it wouldn't would it completely shock you if he puts up forty fantasy points? No, tonight? He's fine. He's just not my favorite guy in Miami, but he's in the mix, I suppose. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm just not. I'm not excited about it. We're, we're uh, falling behind on time. Let's talk about Memphis Turkeys. Uh I love my boy Triple J. I don't think he's nineteen anymore. He might be twenty. I still love a uh, Triple J. I don't think this is a spot for him. Valentinus. Uh, still no official word as far as what his minutes limit may or may not be. Uh, John Morant, obviously, you know, big time prospect coming in to the season. He is sort of priced up. I, I don't really need anybody in Memphis, long story short. Not tonight. I'll check in later. What, what say you? Yeah, it would be Triple J. Um, I have interest in him always, you know, and he's just one of those foul trouble guys. But, like, he's someone I expect to take, take a big leap this season, too. The, the opportunity is certainly there for him. Um, he's 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 the one guy that I'll play. I don't really have interest in anyone else. Kyle? Uh, I think one guy that's a, a pretty good – well, interesting GPP flyers, Brandon Clark, especially if we do see a minutes limit on, on Joval. We could see uh, Triple J possibly slide to the center. Uh, we, we know Josh Jackson's out, so maybe Brandon Clark picks up minutes at the three and the four. So I think Brandon Clark could possibly see 24 minutes here, and if he does that, I think he's a pretty good option. 
All right. Uh, Boston, Philly, 214 is the total. Philly is a six-point favorite here. Uh, I think Philadelphia is going to be the best defensive team in basketball, if not the best top two, top three or so, adding Richardson, who's, who's just nails. Uh, Horford as well. The, the, the dude they drafted, uh, Thibault, supposed to be a really le- legit defender. So I want nobody on Boston. Uh, and as far as the other side, uh, Embiid seems like an awesome play. Just absolutely, he's just going to pummel uh, Thice and Cantor cannot play defense. Uh, and also, who do they have? Robert Williams is available, I suppose, too. But uh, for me, uh, you know, Kirk D, it's, it's your Celtics, I know, but uh, check back another night. I have no Celtics. I have some interest in Embiid, and that's it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm gonna watch this game for sure. I don't sure. not gonna have many money, many players from it uh, for sure. Uh, the one guy would be Jason Tatum. Um, you know, this is his time to shine. Uh, without Kyrie, you know, he's you've been a lot more aggressive. I actually, I don't even mind the. Uh, I do mind because I hate this guy, but I don't mind the thought of Gordon Hayward stepping up tonight potentially, but. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to play Kemba at this price. It would be, it would be uh, Tatum would be the guy on the Celtics. Jalen, I think is fine, but you know, what's the, how high, how much upside is there really? Um, and then Embiid is an awesome play on the other side. Like you said, I mean, he doesn't have to worry about Al Horford anymore. Yeah. He's playing alongside him, not against them, not across the other side. Uh, jump in there, Kyle. Do you kind of like, is that basically your thoughts? Do you want to elaborate anything? Yeah, he pretty much nailed it on the head right there with uh, with the Tatum analysis. I think Tatum's this is his time to shine, like you said. If they ever wanted to, you know, cement him into a prominent role, it's it's right now with you know Kemba kind of having the transition to being the the new point guard here. But you know, Tatum was at a third third percent usage in in the preseason, so that's obviously really appealing uh, for Tatum. The price is okay uh, on most sites. I think it'll be probably somewhere that I attack Tatum another night, but Embiid's just an amazing play, especially when you consider how low he's going to be considering how many studs stud centers are on the, on the slate this tonight. Yeah. I haven't taken a peek as far as ownership. And of course it's always changing, but I imagine cat's going to be higher owned than Embiid. And yeah. Embiid feels like an interesting pivot. All right. Lots of games tonight. We got 21 minutes or so to knock out the rest. And of course we have crunch time on layaway. If you guys are premium members, you got Andy Means, Kevin Roth uh, breaking down the slate. If any more goofy news goes down as far as the Butler deal, they will tell you how to pivot as well. They'll answer all your questions all after lock as well. Uh, Minnesota, Brooklyn, we got to pick up the pace, boys. That's a good game because Minnesota, fastest team in all of basketball in the preseason this year, playing at the, playing at the fastest pace. Uh, we know Brooklyn historically disaster versus centers. I know they added, you know, some girth there and DeAndre Jordan a little bit long in the tooth, but, you know, Allen has not done a very good, very good job as far as doing centers. And Cat's just going to, you know, run this, just run it for Minnesota. 112 as far as the total, they're four-point dogs on the road, but – uh, all, all the accolades that Cat's getting, uh, Curtis, I assume you feel like they're justified tonight. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I love that you always, whenever you get a chance, you got to slip that girth in. I love that. Team girth. Uh, Phrasing. Um, but Carl uh, um, Anthony Towns is, is the number one play tonight on the slate. Um, I know he's going to be extremely popular, but uh, for for rightfully so, he's – this is everything that's come out. You know, what have we always wait wanted with like cat? We wanted Jimmy Butler out of there last year. We wanted him to be aggressive, right? Like not to just stand there and, and wait for a three point attempt, but to actually facilitate the offense and be aggressive. And so it's like mind boggling when they haven't been doing that, but you know, he's, he's gonna, he's in contention for the number one overall fantasy player this season. Um, as far as like season long stuff. Um, he, this is a matchup that is, 
as foolproof as any in DFS centers against the Nets, right? It's, and it's not, it hasn't gotten any better. It's Jared Allen, who's completely undersized and someone that Cat can absolutely abuse. And DeAndre Jordan, who's just doesn't even really try that hard on defense anymore and isn't that capable of what he once was. He once was an excellent defender. So Cat is, I don't see anyone slowing him down in this matchup. I see the faster pace. I see the usage, the facilitation. I think I think he's just going to smash, and it's, it's that's all there is to it. Uh, Kyle confirmed, and I. Yeah, Towns. I probably agree. He's probably the number one play on the slate. Uh, Teague's a guy I really like. I know he's kind of priced up a bit, but you know, no Derek Rose, no no Tyus Jones. He should have that point guard position pretty uh, locked down to himself. So I, I like Teague a good amount in this in this good matchup, and then. Uh, I think there's some guys like Kyrie Irving and and uh, Karis Lever on the other side that are interesting too. Hey, Bobby Covington, he had a good preseason, Roco. correct? Any interest yeah. in Rocco? I'm in. Okay, I, I think he's interesting. Um, I'm in on 5400, and I'm in on Yahoo at 18. Yeah, um, I don't mind him. I don't mind him. Uh, Kyle, you're talking about the Brooklyn side. You know, Irving making his debut. Lavert was awesome. Uh, I think he was another guy that crushed in the preseason. He was great last year as well, too, coming back from his injury, which I thought he was just done for the year, but he was amazing. Uh, they added Prince, who could be interesting, you know, a stretch four, athletic as well. Allen's a fun play, but, again, there's a lot of big priority as far as opportunity cost at center. I'm not going to say you can't play him, but, you know, he's kind of sort of a, a secondary play for me. Uh, give me your thoughts as far as Brooklyn. Yeah, I think Levert is probably one of the guys, in my opinion, that are, you know, potential most improved players this year. I think he's in for a pretty big year, especially with, you know, a guy like Durant. He's obviously gone. Uh, Prince is a, a solid option, but he's low usage. So I think Levert's going to take a, take a lot of those usage uh, up when Kyrie Irving doesn't have the ball. And Kyrie Irving, I, honestly, I think come tomorrow we can look and he could have usage up near 40%, just the way this roster is constructed. Uh, he was over 30% in preseason, and I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, that, that obviously get towards the 40% range. So I think Irving's just a great play as well. Uh, Kirk Tees, we got to move on. Any, you have any thoughts here? Elaborate. You feel free. Uh, we got to go uh, to jump. I'm in on Prince. I like that they gave him the contract. You know, if Jared Dudley could be fantasy relevant in certain games, Torian Prince certainly can. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's go to the next one. Uh, I like Levert, but the price tag is a little high. Um, and this is going to be the this is going to be the Kyrie night. And I totally echo the sentiment. Jeff Teague is just underpriced without Tyus and uh, any real competition. He's 5600. Correlates extremely well with Cat. Um, so those, you guys nailed it. Dallas at home versus the Wizards. The Wizards are going to be disaster. Dallas, eight point favorite. Uh, like this, this Doncic Porzingis combination feels like Lakers light to me. Like the usage you're going to get out of, out of the Brown, out of LeBron, it's going to be similar. I think as far as Doncic and Porzingis, uh, Porzingis might have like his days where he rests or things like that, but you know, he should be perfectly fine. He looks great coming off his injury. And this Washington Wizards team is an absolute disaster as we already kind of alluded to. Uh, those are two of my favorite plays in the slate. I would say Fandle specific, Porzingis at like 7-7 seven, seven seems kind of silly. I love that price over there. Uh, Kyle, is he somebody in the mix as far as your power forwards? Yeah, Porzingis is the reason why I'm not getting the more Sabonis. I think it's because they're in the same <laughs> price range and I like Porzingis so much. Uh, coming into like when I was looking early in the morning, I saw that you know they, this game was four, four or five in terms of total. So, okay, cool. Maybe we'll get Luka and, and Porzingis a little bit lower owned. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case, but either way, yeah. I think they're both really good plays. And I think Maxi Kleber's a really good play too with Powell out. Um, yeah, what are you, Kleber's going to play like 25 minutes or so. And like, it, look, like, I don't think you have to do it, but Boban, he might be unleashed for like 15 minutes or so tonight as well. Like if that's, if you're feeling frisky. 
Just yeah. throwing it out there. I agree with that. Um, uh, and I know Grant likes that one. Um, what are your thoughts on playing Kristaps uh, and Luca together? Uh, I think it's extremely viable. I think they're going to see you know, a lot of pick and roll together. And I really don't think they're going to eat into each other's usage too much. Um, the way that they rolled Porzingis out in the preseason kind of shows that they're, I think they're just going to give them, you know, full reins to it. They're going to let them go out there full go. So I think they're both, you know, you, you play them both together confidently. How about as a game stack, uh, you get yourself some Doncic, you get yourself some Porzingis, and Ish is cheap. Uh, look, I don't think I'm going to have Bonga in my game stack. Beal is a usage monster. And then I love Bryant. I don't know if that's too many guys from one game, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know, Kyle. Well, you're, you're more the tournament. Well, you guys are tournament guys as opposed to me, but uh, – I, I'm a little bit interested. I feel like I'm going to have a Washington Dallas game stack. That's happening. Yeah, I, I like the game uh, stack a lot. I think, you know, you, you mentioned Brian. I think he's okay, but I think Rui Hashimura is pretty interesting, especially on Yahoo. I think he's like 16 bucks over there. He should get a lot of run here. So I, I like the game stack. Ish Smith is a, a, a really good value play and feels one of the top studs on the slate. Uh, final thoughts here, Kirk Dees, as far as yeah, this game. I think uh, Hashimura is the pivot. Uh, you know, he's a good player out of Gonzaga. Um, has uh, the ability to to score and to, to knock down shots from everywhere, which is obviously what we want. Um, obviously, uh, Bradley Beal is going to be the usage hog, but, um, you know, these guys are so cheap. Um, I'm worried about Porzingis playing him with uh, Luka um, because of the potential for limited minutes, especially if this game blows out, but also with him them bringing him back slowly from uh, his knee. But uh, in the time that he's on the court, he should absolutely dominate. So I'm just kind of torn with that. But I think I'm going to limit uh, my lineups to one or the other tonight. We need a catch-me-up game or two. I feel like this could be one of them. New York at San Antonio, 214 and a half is a total. Not particularly high. San Antonio, 10-point favorite. We do have Robinson out, but there's still like 17 big men available for New York. Uh, they can roll out like 10 or 12 guys. They each can play 28 minutes or so. I know Barrett put a ton of minutes or so in the preseason, but maybe Portis is kind of interesting uh, playing 30 minutes, something like that. They have so many point guards with DSJ and Elf. Uh, I, and you know, who knows what they're going to do with uh, Nilakina. I, the, the New York, as far as figuring out rotations here, Kyle, this seems like one of the more daunting ones. And I don't think I have to. I just crossed them out tonight. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. There's so many other options in the slate, but I do think Portis is pretty interesting with both Robinson and Taj Gibson out. I think um, you can probably count on him seeing 23, 24 minutes uh, minimum, and he's a really good fantasy sport for minute guy. So he's one guy of interest on the on the New York side because he's just so cheap. Well, Taj is in. Oh, he is? I thought he was out. Yeah. Never yeah. Mind I think he's still that. interesting, but Taj is still yeah. available. It's just one more okay. body. They have like 17, 14 power forwards or something like that. Right, on yeah. Side. Um, yeah, that, that that definitely hurts him a little bit, but I think he's still really cheap, so it'd be okay. Yeah, San Antonio. Um, Dante Murray is kind of the only guy that I really have interest in here. I think he's pretty underpriced for the role that he's going to play, and he's really cheap on Yahoo. Do they push him? I feel like he only gets like twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine minutes. That might be enough. Uh, yeah, I think that would be injury. enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as far as the Rosen and LMA, they should be fine, but they're not going to be slate breakers. That's sort of where I'm at. Yep, agreed. Curtis? I love DeJounte Murray. Love, love, love him. This kid is a stud. Um, everyone forgot about him. Um, this is – Dennis. a matchup with Dennis Smith Jr. is about as good as it gets. Um, and uh, as far as the Bobby Portis, I'll tell you, Bobby Portis is going to screw himself. He's going to do so many stupid things and get pulled off the floor 
and uh, Randall is going to beast on Aldridge, and then they're going to use Ban- – I, I really like Julius Randall tonight. I think they're, no one's going to play him with all the other options in the range, and he makes a great uh, GPP pivot. Um, so that, the, those are the plays that I like. It's just the worst roster construction for New York. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe, maybe they're, I mean, like tanking or whatever, trying to lose, but whoever they're, the guys they try to sign, whatever, we don't have time to get into it. That's for another podcast, I suppose. Let's move on. OKC and Utah, 221.5 is a total. Utah is a nine point favorite. Uh, uh, you got Chris Paul, who probably doesn't really want to be there. OKC probably doesn't really, really want him. He's got an expensive contract. So they may or may not be able to move him at some point. Uh, SGA has looked great so far. Uh, low usage Ferguson there. Gallinari, he's healthy, far as we know. Adams just grabbed some boards. Uh, Utah side, of course, they added Connolly. They added Bogdanovich. Um, you know, there's some interesting pieces here, but overall, Curtis, this entire game for me is a secondary, whatever. There's some guys, but I don't need anybody necessarily. Uh, Chris Paul is dust. Uh, okay. Conley is dust. It's expensive Donovan, dust, by the way. Yeah, Conley is dust too? Uh, somewhat. Uh, no, he's pretty good, but uh, he's better than Chris <laughs> Paul. But uh, he's got some knee troubles himself. Um, Donovan Mitchell is the man, um, going, is a potential MVP candidate this season, like a sneaky one. And on the other side of that matchup, the preseason hero, the guy who just looks phenomenal, um, ha- doesn't really have a bunch of competition um, for scoring, is Shea uh, Gilgis-Alexander. So I'm all about them. Mitchell and uh, Alexander going back and forth at each other in this game. And like people are going to be scared of like the Utah matchup, but like I've, I've always taken guards against Utah every, every season. Yeah. I mean, different situation now with Ruby being replaced by Conley for what it's worth, but uh, noted uh, jumping here, Kyle, what's your thoughts as far as this game? Yeah, I'm pretty much lockstep with, with Kirk there. I think Shea Gilles Alexander is a really good price on Yahoo where he's 17 bucks. Um, Agreed. On, on a site like FanDuel, I, I don't know how much I get to him because I do think there are other point guards that are, are viable at, at cheaper prices. And I am a little bit concerned about how, you know, him, CP3, and Schroeder all I, – I, overall, I do think he'll be, you know, have a pretty prominent role here, but I do think it's like something to be cautious about. So paying that price is something that I'm going to wait on. Uh, but I think Bogdanovich is – is in play at small forward and small forward position just so weak. I think he'll play a lot of minutes. And I think he could be, you know, the third scorer on the team. Yeah. I mean, Ingles is cheap enough too, I suppose. But again, these are all sort of secondary plays that I would unleash in like an MMA, MMA format. But, uh, you know, if I'm making three or four quote unquote, like close to optimal lineups, I, I can't imagine I'm getting the, a guy like Ingles. We got to move on nine minutes or so before we step aside and get out of here. Two more games to knock it out. The biggest total on the board, 233 Sacktown in Houston and Phoenix. Uh, a game only DFS players would love. Uh, it's high and it's tight. Sacramento, two-point favorite here. Um, hey, Kyle, how, how are they going to close this year? Because, uh, you know, Bogdanovich, we saw him close a ton last year. Does Bogdanovich close once again? Is it a fluid situation based upon the matchup, based upon merit, based upon who's playing well and who's not? Because I'm trying to figure that out. Bogdanovich is one of those guys who sometimes he comes off the bench and plays like 28, 29 minutes and he closes. Deadman, of course, the center now, Willie Colley-Stein, no longer a king. What's our closing lineup for Sacramento? Um, I think it's definitely going to be a headache for sure. I think if I yeah. had to guess, it would be, you know, Fox, I healed Barnes, maybe. I think Bagley closes and we might. Yeah, he'll Deadman. close at the center and they'll have Bogdan in there, I think. Yeah, I don't so think, think Bagley closes. So Bagley matches up against Bagley Aiden. center. Uh, Barnes yeah. will move over to the four. Uh, Bogey will play the three and Buddy and Buddy Love, who's my man, and then uh, Darren Fox. I, this team is good. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much yeah. agree with that. 
Um, yeah, so with that said, we, we should like Bogdanovich, right? In theory, if, he, if you think he's going to close, that's what it sounds like. He's pretty right. cheap. Yeah. I yeah don't know. He, where, where do you have him, Kyle? He is really cheap, and, you know, uh, at shooting guard, there are some cheap guys, and there's some really elite guys, so he kind of falls in the middle of them. So that's the only issue for me here. Um, so, But overall, I do think he's a good play. He was the guy who I initially had in my, my cash lineup you know, when I first looked at the slate, just got thought this game was going to be really high upside. So I, I do think it is a pretty good spot for players in this game, but I don't know if I necessarily get to him just because of where his price falls in terms of shooting guards. What about Phoenix? How much are you prioritizing Booker and Rubio, of course, uh, his debut tonight? Uh, I, I like Phoenix a lot. The My number one play who I actually put an expert survey is Kelly Oubre. I think he's the number one play just because of his price on both DraftKings and FanDuel and the weakness of the small four position. I think he brings instability and upside. You know, he had a. This is another guy with thirty percent usage in the preseason. Interesting to see if he comes off the bench or if he's starting. But I think Ubre is one of the better plays in the slate just because of you know with the position that he's at and his price. Yeah, he was better coming off the bench as far as usage. But again, if he starts, he'll probably play some more minutes. I don't yeah. know who would start instead of maybe Bridges. I suppose could draw, could draw yeah. the start. But uh, do you want him to start in theory? Like, would you like him to start? I guess. Um, I guess if he was if he was starting, I would feel more confident in his floor. But if he's off the bench, I I really like his upside. I do think either way he'll he'll close and he'll be the guy who's in that closing lineup because I think he's one of the better players on this team. Um, so I, either way, I'd really like Ubre. I guess I would kind of prefer him to come off the bench to have that second second unit usage. Yeah, you want as many minutes as possible without Booker and without Rubio if you can get that to some extent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kirk, your your final thoughts as far as this game before we talk about the hammer? Actually, it's a dual prong hammer. Uh, both these games start at 10 o'clock on the East Coast. Got anything else as far as Sacramento and Phoenix, uh, or you sh- want to talk sh- about the hammer that is Denver and Portland? Shout out to Yahoo for making uh, Ubre higher price than Marvin Bagley. Um, <laughs> 30 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um, you know, maybe they're onto something. But um, uh, Bagley is going to smash tonight. Absolutely. Especially if I like uh, if he closes at the center, like we said, against Aiton, like – Man, this guy, this guy's outscoring Porzingis tonight for sure, in my opinion. Ooh. So um, that is a play that I will be high on everywhere is Marvin Bagley. Um, and uh, Ricky Rubio is going to be overlooked, and he's a great pivot off of some of these other guys. Should be able to rack up a bunch of assists, um, and uh, this, this game should play at a, at a nice pace for him. So uh, I like him, and he's got, you know, he's got competent – scores to work with you know you should be able to feed Aiden and Booker um for plenty of uh assists all right I wish there was just less games so we can kind of break this stuff down more and more we got to get the knockout the last one before we step aside and make way for crunch time that's Andy Means waiting the wings along with Kevin Roth if you guys are premium members Denver Portland 217 and a half is a total Portland is a one point dog here of course this is a rematch of their seven uh seven game series uh, in the playoffs last year pretty fun series for sure some great names. Uh, love the Joker. I love Jokic. Uh, Lillard's obviously a great play. Whiteside, player I don't love, but he is volatile, and he does a very good job as far as fancy points per minute. And models are telling you to play him on certain sites just because he's so cheap on Yahoo. I think he's cheap. Uh, I think he's cheap. Yeah, his, well, his DK price, his fancy draft price is playable, I suppose. And the dude's, it's, a, it's a little scary what, on DK, yeah. I don't know what to do with Whiteside. He's my one big conundrum. Uh, well, give me an official white side take, Kirk Dees, because I don't. I, I'm, I'm going to pass. I'm going to play this guy on Yahoo. Um, although it's it's scary because of the you know potentially you know banged up ankle. Um, any excuse this guy has, and if he starts playing bad, the, he'll just 
he'll, his head will be out of it and they'll just yank this guy off the floor and he'll kill your lineups. Um, and it's a tough matchup, right? Like Jokic should be able to abuse him. Um, there's also potential for foul, like a high potential for foul trouble against Jokic in this one. So this is uh, definitely doesn't feel like a great play, but I just can't pass up the price and the upside on Yahoo. On DK, I would look for other for pivots, I think, but he's in play. And on Yahoo, too. I'm trying to find the two extra bucks for uh, for my boy uh, Bam Bam. Bam but, Bam uh, Bam. Yeah, but I totally understand the white side play. Collins should grab some more minutes too. He's another guy at some play too for sure. Denver is a team that I basically only play Jokic if they're all healthy and they're all healthy and everybody else is sort of market price. They're priced what they should be. Uh, if they play basketball nine on nine, Denver will be the best teams in all of basketball. Unfortunately, it's not, that's just not the way it works. They, they're still a good team. They're super deep and that just hurts everybody else kind of a trickle down effect. And they're going to players that are competent, like, you know, Craig and Hernan Gomez and Porter that are, you know, competent basketball players that probably get, you know, DMP CDs uh, jump in here, Kyle, as far as you're taking this game. Yeah. It's, it feels weird to say because I like Jokic. I like Lillard so much, but I really don't have too much interest in this game as a whole. Uh, I just think Jokic is up there with such elite plays that at the center position, that I just don't get to him too much. And then, Lillard, you know, especially with Luka being point guard eligible on most sites now, I just don't see myself getting to Lillard either. I don't think it's a, an amazing matchup for for either of these guys here. Yeah, not too bad for Jokic. You know, he gets white side. That's obviously helpful. But matchup doesn't really matter for Jokic too much. He's pretty much matchup proof with all the things he can do on the court. Uh, but I think it's more just a price thing. Not sure if you guys have the lineup HQ pulled up. I wanted to do a screen share throughout the show. And again, 11 games, kind of tricky to make it work. Did our best to talk about every single game possible. Uh, do me a favor, guys. Pull it up in just a second because I have a question for you. But as you're doing that, I'm going to jump on and see. But we'll show off what Beansy's core plays are today. Uh, this is site What am I supposed obviously. to be looking up? The lineup HQ. You have lineup HQ? I do. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry. I was I – was, uh... Nothing. These may have been changed too. Like, yeah, Meansy likes Hero, obviously, now that probably with the Jimmy Butler situation, he becomes a little more popular. Markeith Moore is still plenty playable. Uh, Notorious, we're showing off the, uh, this is the premium stuff. We're going to show off a little bit to some degree. You got Cat in there. Well, Notorious likes LMA and Cash. That's kind of interesting. Don't hate him, but not so we have necessarily focusing on. You're not, you're not a fan, Kirk Uh I'm pulling up the ownership percentage on here as well. Uh, and I wanted to see what, you, what your thoughts are. 41% for Towns and everybody else is less than, what, 21% or less. That's, I mean, that's probably too high. You're supposed to not play him, but, like, it's basketball and it's much more predictable and guys, like, don't necessarily flop like they would in baseball. But it's baseball, sure. Of course, auto fade, but this is basketball where it's a more predictable sport. What are we doing here? 41% cat. Well, what say you? Well, what's the official book say here? Uh, uh, my book, I'm just going to – just smash them in. I don't care. Hey, Kyle, give me give me somebody you like. I'm not sure if you're scrolling down, scrolling up. you got to step aside here in just a minute or so, obviously. you got to make way for crunch time. But uh, somebody that maybe it's up high that you're going to be fading or somebody down low that you're going to be having more than the, the rest of the field. Uh, I guess someone down low that I'm going to have more of is Embiid. I think he's the pivot for me to, from Towns. I think Towns is a really good play, but at that ownership, Embiid's probably got as much upside as him. All right, that's it. That's the show, boys. we got to make our lineups ourselves. Uh, again, stay tuned for crunch time. you got Andy Means telling you what's going down as far as basketball. Again, apologies. We could not answer your questions. 11 games. Had to knock them out well for the people. Kyle, it's Kirk Dees. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. Enjoy your basketball tonight. We're out of here. Holler!